All right. Pretty sick of this quarantine right now. Today I'm going to be talking about the new The Weeknd album, uh, After Hours. Uh, and to be honest, I've really never been a big fan of The Weeknd. Uh, I feel like a lot of his past albums have been a little too uh, baseline and obvious, kind of shallow and uh, not as good as they could be considering just how good of a singer he is. Uh, listening to his past albums, I'd always get a little bored with how thematically unadventurous it was. And I felt like his instrumentals were often too predictable. Uh, to me, I felt like he never really evolved as an artist and got too comfortable playing it safe, which is why like the punch that the trilogy albums hit, uh, he could never really live up to that because he just kept using the same rinse and repeat formula. Uh, so yeah, I was a little skeptical going into this new album. And uh, After Hours, uh, it's a slow burn. It took me a few listens to really form a concrete opinion on it. So I'm just going to take you through uh, my thoughts after each listen. So my first listen, I started listening to the album around like 1am on Thursday night or Friday morning, whatever you want to call it. So my notes are pretty much like a shell of a review uh, with just baseline thoughts about the album. Uh, the album is obviously very synth-heavy, almost like someone locked Abel in a room with pre-recorded beats and a, and a synthesizer, and then told him to just put whatever melodies he wanted to those beats as long as they only came from the synth. Uh, mostly because of this, the album feels like a remastered and reworked album from the 80s that was underappreciated and ahead of its time. A good visualization of this album, I think, would be to describe it as what people from the 80s thought cities would look like in the future. That's what this album sounds like to me. And although thematically the album really isn't much new for Abel and is still pretty moody, he doesn't really stray that far from his sad boy love songs. Um, it sounds like he's a little more laid back and seems to be having a little bit more fun with the songs. Uh, two things that I really, really like about this album are that he left the obnoxious auto-tune in the Starboy era, and there's almost no auto-tune in this album, and that the there are really there are no features. And I think that really lets him take command of his sound and not meld it to fit his collaborators. The biggest downfall of this album, I think, is that the slow songs all sound the same to me. The really enjoyable songs are the ones that are faster paced, like Blinding Lights, where he seems like he's dropping the act and really just enjoying himself. Uh, the slower songs really just blend together and don't really do enough to differentiate themselves from each other. Uh, God, but that synth, that synth line on Blinding Lights is so damn funky, so catchy, it just makes you wish he would make an album that gets rid of the whole Sad Boy Hours aesthetic and just sticks to something like upbeat and fun. He absolutely crushes the funky, happy, sad style in those upbeat songs. And it almost feels like songs that he worked with The Cure to make a modern R&B album with Robert Smith's mentality. That's like the emotion that those songs elicit from me. It's the same thing I get when I'm listening to The Cure. Uh, on my second listen, I would have to say the first half of the album is a little more enjoyable to listen to, knowing where it's going to go. I think the slow songs still are a little methodical, but I at least understand that it's building up to something. But the majority of the songs on the first half of the album still just feel too similar and don't stick out enough or really add enough to the themes of the story to justify all seven of them being on the album. 
the auto-tune on Alone Again is subtle, and I didn't notice it on my first listen, but I still don't really like the auto-tune since I think it, like, his voice is so good without it, like, there's absolutely no point in doing it. The spacey instrumentals throughout these first seven songs fit his crooning vocals throughout the album, but I don't think he really uses uh, that sound well, uh, as well as he does on the first half of the album, as he does on the second half. The vocal layering is a little muddled on the first half, uh, and it gets distracting, especially on the song Too Late, which I think actually has one of the more exciting instrumentals in those first seven songs, but I think there's just a little too much going on for me to really listen to the song and just like get hooked on it. Uh, Hardest to Love sounds like every love, every love song I've ever heard, uh, even more so than the other songs on this album, but you don't really mind just because, again, he has such a nice voice. Uh, I guess to sum up the first half of the album, I would say I'm almost completely indifferent, very ambivalent to all the songs, except uh, Scared to Live, which I think really takes the typical love song to an absurd, obnoxious level. But I don't care because this chorus is so catchy that I just want to listen to this song over and over again just to hear those synths swell up and echo around the incredibly simple beat and have his vocals kind of cascade over the instrumental. I think the reason I like that song so much compared to the other first half songs is that the song, like, you listening to it, the song seems self-aware. Like, it understands that it's a simple love song, and it doesn't try to do anything more than that. Where I think a lot of the other songs kind of come off as almost, like, uh, fake deep. Like, they're trying too hard to be deep when it's a pretty surface-level emotion that he's trying to convey. Uh, Scared to Live is just a simple love song, and it doesn't try to be anything more than that. After Scared to Live, the album kind of repeats that same worn-out method that were used in the first three songs for the next three songs, but then it just really picks up when it hits Faith. The four-song four run from Faith to Save Your Tears is just so fun. It's so exciting. It's really engaging to listen to, and I think it makes that whole, uh, I guess you could call it a build-up of the first seven songs, uh, worth it. Blinding Lights is like an R&B take on me, and I absolutely love it. Uh, upbeat Able is peak Able. Uh, Repeat After Me, the interlude, I think is one of the best functioning interludes I've ever heard. Uh, it perfectly transitions from those more upbeat, fun, uh, pop-centric styled songs and back to his kind of moody... Uh, downtrodden, traditional R&B, uh, sad boy songs. Uh, the only issue with this transition is that it, it isn't really a bridge I want to cross. He does it very well, but it just brings me back to a point in the album that I don't really want to be at. To go from such exciting bops to three kind of slower, sad songs to round out the album just kind of feels wrong. It's like the, if the album was a movie, the building up of the first seven songs reaches this climax, and then the climax decides, uh, no, let me go back to the rising action for absolutely no reason. Uh, I think the song, I think the songs after it are still nice and enjoyable. I just I wish that they didn't have to come and end the album on that note. Uh, the song After Hours is nice, but I don't think it's engaging enough to really justify the six-minute runtime that it has. 
and the closing part of the song sounds a little out of place when it ditches the trap hi-hats in the percussion and the repetitive synths for somewhat long-winded vocals and ascending strings with very minimal bass. But I think the album ends how I would have expected it to end based on the first seven songs of the album, but I don't want it to end how I expect it to end because I didn't expect it to go into that more exciting territory uh, that it did on the second half of the album. On my third listen, I really didn't have much more to add. I just kind of reworked my notes from the first two listens, but I just have to say that I really don't care. Blinding Lights just might be the best song of the year so far. He absolutely nails that 80s futuristic city vibe that I mentioned earlier to a T. Oh, it's just so fun. I, did, I don't know. I could listen to that song hours on end and I would not get bored. There are five really good songs in this album that I just want to listen to over and over again. Blinding Lights, obviously, uh, Faith in Your Eyes, Save Your Tears, and Scared to Live. Uh, those five songs are just so fun, so exciting. Uh, I just really enjoy them. They make me want to keep listening to them. They're very engaging and they're very, uh, just very good songs. But then again, because those five songs are so good, there are also nine songs that leave you thinking, yeah, I get it, this is what you do, but you're getting dangerously close to beating a dead horse. So I guess it really depends on if you like his more uh, croony and moody, slower sad boy songs, or if you like the new direction he takes in taking that vibe and translating it into a more happy and unpredictable uh, soundscape. The final verdict for me is he is a great singer. He can make fun, replayable songs, and he can make nice, slow songs but he can't consistently make them fit together. I think this is a good album, but it's a little too long and a little too slow to the start to distinguish it from an album I think is good from an album that I love. So because of that, it's a middle of the road seven.